is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, it's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. And it's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Well, great to have you with us along for the musical journey today. You're in for a great ride with a couple of twists and turns. That's right, Allie. And we're so happy you meet us here every weekend for your dose of music, arts, and lifestyle here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Mm-hmm. We're going to turn up the heat with the guests stopping by today. Here's the list. Woo. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. First up today, American Idol Season 8 winner, Chris Allen. from Chris about what his life looks like now compared to right after he won that big title. Chris is going to talk about his songwriting process, his latest song, When All the Stars Have Died, and he's going to share with you how he has decided to put family above everything when it comes to his career. So he's totally into being a dad, but he also is very rooted in the music industry. He lives in Nashville now, he's writing, and he's currently on tour with American Idol Live, and he's kind of the host of the evening. So that tour is currently making its way through the Midwest. You're also going to hear from Chris today about his creative inspirations and how he gets himself back in the mood when he's in a writing rut. Lots of things to learn from Chris today. Okay, Rachel, let's talk about who's next. All right, then you guys are going to meet actor Benjamin Anyango. Now, he is starring in the brand new film, Beautifully Broken. He goes by the name Benji. You're going to hang out with Benji today. He's going to tell you all about what brought him to this film and how he approaches his roles. Beautifully Broken opens this weekend. It's the story of three different fathers trying to save their families, how their stories intertwine. And Benji plays one of the fathers. If you want to be inspired by an uplifting story, make sure you check out this movie. But first, here's some behind the scenes stories with Benji today. Okay, sisters, who's next? Then you're going to get a Nebraska dose of inspiration. We have Nancy King from That Pottery Place. She's going to tell you all about her store in Omaha that inspires your creativity for you and your whole family. It's a great place to take your kids. You can make these awesome pottery pieces. They make great gifts or mementos. And you're going to hear Nancy's story today. So all of that is coming up in the next hour. That's right. So stay right there. But before we get into it, I hope you've had a technology problem-free week. Because I sure haven't. No, you haven't, Rachel. (laughs) You all should have a technology problem-free week because I think I had all the technology problems this week. (laughs) Had enough for everyone. One of which was, what do you do when the O on your keyboard will not work and the O is part of your password so you can't even get into your computer? Yes, I dealt with that problem this week. Plus, the brakes on my Jeep went out and I'm out of storage on my iPhone so every time I open an app, it closes. So yes, it's been quite a week for me, but hopefully in the next week, all three of these issues will be resolved. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, the problem is finding the time to handle each one of these while trying to get everything else done. So <laughs> wish me luck. Hashtag good luck, Rachel. <laughs> but in the meantime, we've got a great show for you guys. Stay tuned. Be prepared to be inspired by season eight American Idol winner, Chris Allen. Coming up right after the break. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. celebrities on your radio station back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane well he was the season eight winner of american idol chris allen's intimate singer-songwriter style has gained him many fans and right now you're going to hear about chris's musical journey so far and what drives this talented guy welcome welcome to the show chris allen wow those are some amazing, like, very chromatic, like, harmonies. That was pretty nice. Thank you. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you yeah. with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so you have to tell us, what can people expect from the special guest at American Idol Live? So, I'm a guinea pig on this whole thing. Okay. I've, they've never done anything like this before. Carrie Underwood definitely didn't come on our season as a special guest okay. on our tours. I'm actually like a bad Brian Seacrest. That's, <laughs> so, I, I host... <laughs> I kind of host the show and introduce some stuff, and then I actually have a little set in the middle of the show. Okay. What will people be hearing from you? I sing a medley of songs that I did from the show. Okay. And then I, I'll do a brand new song, and then I do Live Like We're Dying. So awesome. Now, when all the stars have died, is that the brand new song you'll be doing? That's a brand new song, yeah. So now, you had an interesting story in the writing of this song. It came to you while you were driving. So explain that whole process. So it actually was inspired by something that happened the day before. Something that happened with my daughter. It was like one of those really small things that happens in the grand scheme of life, but at the moment, it felt very huge. Okay. So I got inspired, and for some reason, I was driving in Nashville, and I got stuck in traffic, and I didn't have the radio on. I didn't have any music on or anything like that. I'm just stuck in traffic, and I, for some reason, I start singing, and this whole chorus comes out. And I kind of flip out because that doesn't happen ever, you know? Uh Like, I sit at my desk so many hours of each day trying to write choruses, bad choruses. (laughs) And and then this good one just comes out, and it was, I feel like, a a gift. And um, I love the song. Okay, so now while we're talking about writing... As far as inspiration goes, where do you draw your inspiration? You said you sit at your desk a lot. Where do you find, you know, most of your ideas coming to you? You know, I I spend a lot of time just thinking about it. And I feel like the great thing about technology these days is if you have an idea, even if it's like a random rhythmic thing or or a melody, you can sing it into your phone. And so I do that a lot. Okay. Um, And even like if I see random words or I have a conversation with someone and something inspires me through that. I'll try to write that down. I feel like being the friend of a songwriter is probably really frustrating because <laughs> you're always like, you're always looking for some sort of inspiration. Right. So I'm always trying to like find little things about life that could turn into a song. And do you feel like you're a very open person? Like you're always 
open to new and crazy ideas no matter where they come from. I really am. I love when a song surprises me. Yeah. Because like I get bored writing very predictable songs. I actually wrote a song recently and I show all my demos and stuff to my son and he's only five, but I, I remember one day I showed him a song and it was like just a verse and a chorus and he goes, Dad, it did exactly what I thought it would. Oh. And he said it with like the nicest tone in his voice but I was still kind of like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to become predictable to my five-year-old. So I tried to come up with, you know, chord progressions and just subject matter of songs that will surprise me and hopefully surprise people whenever they listen to it. Now, if you ever get in a creative rut, is there any exercise or some place that you go to for inspiration? Or do you just kind of let the rut happen and know that the ideas will come back? I've been through many of them. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm always constantly trying to get myself out of one. Uh-huh. But the moment that I think that I will never write a good song again, then like everything just starts coming back and then it comes back in waves for me. Okay. So do you so think I it's just, the fact that you go, oh, I'm never going to write a, another song, that's the trigger that makes the ideas flood? Do you think you have to hit that bottom? Probably. You know, I no. think my wife would probably tell you that, yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> Maybe we should be interviewing her. <laughs> yeah, she probably has a better uh, idea of what that looks like for me. Well, right now you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, and we're talking with season eight winner of American Idol, Chris Allen. Okay, so now nine years ago, you won American Idol. So I'd yeah. like you to kind of give an example of that moment when you won oh, versus gosh. nine years later when you know so much more about the music industry, the ups and the downs, how you viewed it then and how you view it now? Well, the show was such a crazy thing back then. It was so huge. And it all felt like this weird dream that was happening. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Like getting to meet all these crazy people. Millions of people are liking what I'm doing. And then now I feel like I'm essentially just reaping the benefits of that dream. Okay. I am able to have a career, and this feels more like real life, but it wasn't the trajectory of my life. So, you know, that crazy event was such a turning point um, nine years ago, and now, like, this is my life. Like, I make music, and it feels very normal, which is so crazy. Like, nine years ago, if you would have told me I'd have been traveling the, the country playing music for thousands of people every night, I would have been like, you're insane. And then I'm making records and people are buying it and people care about what I have to say. Like, that's insane to me. And so this is my life and I love it. That's awesome. So when you were on the show, did you kind of feel like the stars were aligned and that you were on this trajectory up and you knew it? Or did you really have no idea all the way through if you were going to win or not? Oh, God, no. Like, it was, uh, I remember packing my bags almost every week. Okay. Um, ready to go home. Not that I was like excited to go home. I just, I knew what this was. I knew that this was a TV show and not that I didn't take it seriously because I did take my performances seriously, but I didn't take the results very seriously. It wasn't like everything is riding on this. I I knew that I was in control of myself. I was in control of how well that I did and the rest of it wasn't up to me. And people, everyone was super talented, too. That's the crazy thing. Like, when you go back and listen and you go back through the seasons, like, it was such a crazy, talented season that anything could have happened that year. And there were definitely a couple of weeks where I was like, 
I don't think I need a pack my okay. bag this week, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> As you're touring and performing all over the country, what is your message? What do you hope people take away from your songs and your image? Sure. I try to be as real as I can. I try to be real in my songs. I try to be very present and real with fans whenever I get to talk to them face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Because, like, those are the people that, they're the reason why I'm able to do this. So um, having, a like, a friendly conversation with people and being present for that is, I think, it's really important to me, and I think it means a lot to them. I hope that it's just realness. Yeah. And then you said you're kind of more in a Ryan Seacrest mode in this show. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. A little like bit. A bad one. So do you see at all adding that kind of vibe to everything that you do, or is that just kind of this tour and you're not going to be doing this that? This is definitely the first time I've done anything like this. Okay, too soon I, to tell. It could very well be <laughs> too soon to tell. <laughs> I, I don't think I will be actively searching out these roles right. at, uh, in the near future. But they might search um, you out. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe someone in the crowd is going to take a chance on me somewhere down the road. But I don't know. It would have to be the right thing. Okay, so now you have a son and a daughter. Talk about how that has influenced you know, your decisions towards your career and how that has changed your life. Yeah, I mean, it's changed it 100%. They are my world. My family is everything to me. This tour was really hard to say yes to. I said maybe like a couple times because I didn't know if I wanted to be away from home this long. It's a long tour, it's, you know, including rehearsals and all of that. It's almost three months. Wow. So that's a long time to be away from your home, away from your family. And I will tell you, I love being a dad more than I love making music. Okay. And and I'm good at it. I'm good at being a dad. It's, my, it's one of my favorite things to do. That's so and, refreshing to hear. And so, like, I'm not enjoying being away from my family, but I do enjoy what I do. Uh-huh. Um, I enjoy playing music, and I enjoy getting to meet new people and being somewhat of a mentor to the contestants from this season. So, yeah, they've changed everything. They're the reason we live in Nashville, because I can okay. make music from Nashville. I don't have to leave home very often unless I'm playing shows somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, was there a point in your career when you didn't anticipate feeling like this when you were just all 100% music, no matter what, everything was going towards it? Or did you always know you were going to be like a family guy above everything? Um, let me think about this. Because Kate asked me the other day, Kate Sainer from this season, he asked me, he's like, did you always want to be a dad? And I think I have, because I have such good parents, that uh-huh. I've always just, wanted to be that I wanted to be a good dad I had a good dad and I wanted to be a good dad someday obviously it's not for everyone to be a a parent and I've always had a family as quote-unquote because I've been married ever since I've been doing this so it's always been a part of what I've done and I've never gone on the road and been like oh I don't care about going home because my home has like someone that I really care about there so I guess it's always been a part of what I've done Up close and personal chat with the winner of season eight of American Idol, Chris Allen, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You're going to hear more creative talk from Chris coming up next. Stay right here with your radio sisters. Yeah, we gotta stop looking at the hands of the time we've been given it. This is all we got and we gotta stop thinking it. Every second counts on the clock that's ticking. Gotta live like we're dying. We got 86, 400 seconds in a day to turn it all around or to throw it all away. Gotta tell them that we love them while we got. Gotta live like we're dying 
bringing you the stories behind the songs. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. In the middle of a chat with Season 8 winner of American Idol, Chris Allen. In the first part of the interview, you got caught up on what's happening in Chris's life since he won the title of American Idol. In this part of the chat, you're going to hear more about his creative approach and his approach to philanthropy. Let's get back with singer-songwriter Chris Allen right now. So now philanthropy has been high on your list, and you spent some time as a missionary as well. So how does that part of you kind of inform your music and your life? Missionary is a very generous word for what I was doing. Um, I have friends that are missionaries, and they are real missionaries, and they have put their lives on the line. I am not in that category. I've been places. And that shows how honest and down-to-earth you are that you (laughs) would even say that, so that's so cool. But I have been places on missionary trips. Uh, Yeah. In college, I went on a couple, and it's funny, though, though, I always learn way more about myself during those times than then I feel like I did anything else. Okay. Because I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I was learning a lot about myself. And I got to see some crazy parts of the world, some very beautiful parts, but also some very, like, impoverished parts and impoverished people. All of that happened before I was uh, given any platform. So whenever I was on the show and I remember one of the first meetings that I had right after I was on the show is like what do you care about and I was like I care about the world and I want to I want to go places and try to help it so I love going to places that I'm not incredibly comfortable with but hopefully I'm able to give something whether it be with Tom's shoes or with world vision we were given water wells and things like that. So it, I think it will always be a part of what I do just because I, I was exposed to it early on. Uh-huh. And you've kept it a part of your life. Yeah. So now after this tour, what are your plans for your music career? I mean, writing and recording. My last record came out in 2016. I actually put out two records in 2016. So it's 2018 now. The plan kind of was to get in the studio this summer and then this tour happened. So it's kind of pushed things back. Okay like to promise that a record will come out next year but i'm also at this point where i've never taken a good chunk of time to make a record i didn't get to spend a year or two or three making my first record um and developing that i spent four months making my first record okay. i'm kind of enjoying the process taking this time and and being creative and figuring out exactly what i want to say and i'm in a place where i want to make something that I look back on and hopefully that this is the best thing that I've ever done. And um, I don't want to rush that. It's nice to be at that place. It is. It it really is. I feel like I've never felt like that. It's kind of, for me, ever since the show, I've just felt like I have to make this and I have to go, I have to do this so I can tour and I have to make this record so I can tour and I'm going to spend this much time writing. And I actually love the grind. Yeah, and, um, and do you love the stress, or did you really have the, stress through all that? No, I do stress. Um, I feel like most people probably that know me probably don't think that I do, uh-huh. but when it comes to making records, that it's fairly stressful. Okay, um, because you're putting all your thoughts and your and your art and your love onto something, and then you have to present it to people. It can be very stressful because... Because it's so personal. Yeah. It's so personal. And you know whenever you put anything out there, it's going to be judged. Everything is. I feel like the next thing I do might 
feel a little outside the box. And okay. so people could 100% hate it, but I, right. I at least want to explore that. And so you're basically adding to your stress level with that. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Singer-songwriter and American Idol Season 8 winner Chris Allen here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, we have a lot of musicians and aspiring songwriters who listen to our show. And so do you have a piece of advice for that person who maybe is thinking about trying out for American Idol or maybe having a career in music? So it's two different questions. If you're thinking about trying out for Idol, I would say there's not a formula. Um, Obviously, there have been so many amazing singers turned down from that show. Uh, Hillary Lindsay from Lady Annabellum didn't make it. Yeah. Colby Calais. Like, Tori Kelly's one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life, and she was turned down. Like, yeah. that's all you can do is, is uh, hope, but it's, it's definitely not the end all be all. So, go out there, do your best, do, you know, be yourself. And I, I feel like all the cliche things you could tell someone about trying out for Idol, that's the only advice you could get. Uh-huh. But pursuing a career in music, that's completely different. I feel like music is not what you feel like you have to do then maybe it's not for you because it's hard. There's, yeah. There's a lot of rejection. Right. Um, it takes a lot of time, I feel like, for pe- for you to find out exactly what you want to do and um, to figure out how to do it and the, the process and even just the business side of it. It's, it's really complicated, and you're spending time away from, from family or your house or right. whatever. It's, it's a lot. And That's really good advice because... If it doesn't, like, gnaw at you when you're doing something else, if you're not always feeling that calling, it probably isn't for you. But if it is... The way that... So my brother tried out for the show as well, and he made it. He made it, like, all the way to the judges' round. And I'm not dogging my brother, but he didn't make it through that. Yes. But he's a, he's a great singer. In fact, like, he can probably do things vocally sometimes that I can't do. And was this before you tried out or after? We tried out the same season. Oh, okay. We, like, drove. We did, the, like, a nine-hour drive together. It was, it was super fun. But music wasn't, it's not his passion. It's not, like, okay. he doesn't think about it 100% of the day. And when, I, like, when we were 13, mm-hmm. he was the kid jumping, like, driving his bike to, like, miles and miles to the pool so he could do flips off the diving board. Okay. I, That's what drives him. Doing, yeah, and now he's a gymnast. And for me, like, I was the recluse that stayed at home and learned how to play guitar and was singing and wasn't going to the pool. Maybe it's because I had body issues, but uh, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. I was the kid eating Little Debbie's and playing guitar every day. Okay. So, yeah, that kind of says a lot. That passion just has to be there. And then final question before we let you go. You know, we like to stress creativity on the show. And, you know, we want listeners to get in touch with their creativity, to have that project or something that that fires their soul. Being that you're a dad now, a lot of times if you're a mom or a dad and you, you know, you're pursuing something on the side creatively, it's it's Mm. hard to find the time to indulge those creative instincts, you know, when you have the responsibility of a family. So what Mm. have you found works for you or what advice would you give for kind of keeping that creative spirit alive while being a good parent? So, first of all, I I get inspired by my kids. personally I, okay. I feel like they uh, as far as being creative but apart from that 
the time that I do spend away from my kids, uh, and they go they go to like a school every day. Uh-huh. Um, I try to spend time every day where I'm quiet and I'm meditating or praying or something, and I'm just trying to listen to something and okay. and just to get ideas because I feel like this world is such a fast paced place and it is so hard to listen so I've got this spot at my house it's kind of a balcony off my bedroom and I sit out there and I just listen I listen to my neighborhood I listen to the animals and I get I get a lot of ideas just by okay. just by doing that so it's almost like listening to yourself in a way a little bit it's like listening to your own thoughts it's listening to which is i feel like that sounds crazy but that's not easy to do Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of time to we're always talking to someone or on social media or whatever and it's hard to get centered it's almost like centering yourself in a way yeah it's like centering yourself and and uh instead of like inundating yourself with other people's life or in other people's thoughts, like actually finding out what you think about things. I know that that's good for me. Uh huh. I think that'd be good for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, we want to thank you for joining the show. Love the tips you shared about creativity and about the music business. And it's been great getting to know you. Check back in when that next album's ready to go. I definitely will. You guys are great. Thank you so much. That's singer-songwriter and American Idol Season 8 winner, Chris Allen. Make sure you check him out on Instagram and at his website. And Chris is spelled with a K, K K-R-I-S. Well, when we come back, you're going to hang out with Nigerian-born actor Benjamin Anyango, star of the film that opens this weekend, Beautifully Broken. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. More to come. Have you ever known a on after a heart's last beat or lungs last sigh well I think I found it and I wonder what it means to say forever cause my mind can only try to comprehend there's no way around I'll spend my days living to show her When all the canyons have run dry And all the birds have sung their songs When all the blue has left the sky I'll stop loving you covered the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane kenyan born actor benjamin anyango now you know him from tears of the sun and god's not dead well he's gonna join your weekend now to talk about his latest role in the inspirational film beautifully broken now it tells the story based on a true story of three different fathers each trying to save their families ben is here now to talk about the film his role and his many creative pursuits Welcome, welcome to the show, Benji Anyango. Thank you, thank you, Rachel. I'm honored to be here. Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So 
them love it. Okay, well, it's great to have you on the show. And this is just a very inspirational film. So first you have to talk about your role and how your character fits into the whole movie as a whole. Well, my, my character is just one of the fathers that you just spoke about. Mine is um, the, one of the Rwandan fathers. He escapes the genocide, the genocide of 1994. We all know what happened. They killed so many people. So he escapes that with his pregnant wife and child. And uh, runs all night, makes it to Kenya, uh, ends up in a refugee camp for like three years. And then an American missionary was looking for people to who qualify to send them to America or Europe or whatever. And he, and he qualified because of his refugee status, and he was sent to Nashville. There, when he got to Nashville, he, he started a Legacy Mission Village, which is a, a ministry, by the way, that caters to legal refugees who come into America and, um, and end up in Tennessee so that he can help them transition from being refugees to a mainstream America. So that's okay. the guy I'm playing in the movie. Okay, so now what brought you to this film? Uh, one of the producers, Lisa Arnold, she remembered me from God's Nugget One and then asked me if I could be in Beautifully Broken. And I said, sure, you know, and that's how I got in. One of the biggest movies for me in my entire life, and I'm so grateful for this movie. So now, no. how do you approach your roles? What is your creative process, you know, to bring this character to life? Oh, oh for me, is I know most people come up with, oh, I do this method, I do whatever method and all that. I don't do any of that stuff. Me, I just okay. grab the script, I read it over and over again until I get it, and then finally I start to get myself into that role. Okay. So now you filmed in some pretty cool locations. Any really great behind-the-scenes stories where something went either incredibly well or just crazily wrong? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. in South Africa, we had some pranks who were playing on each other. And okay. stuff, you know, I don't, it was just a bunch of great people who were just there to just do a great job, and they were just happy to be together. Okay. So now how does faith inform, you know, your creativity and also you know what you put out into the world uh, my faith is, is you know in God and I believe in that everything works together for good those, for to those who love God that's how I approach my things okay. so that I know that as long as I love God and I appreciate him and he's the first thing that I, I go to in the morning before I head out I know I'm in a, at a good place so the rest of it with I succeed that day or I don't, it's all good. Okay. So that's how I, yeah, that's how I do it. So now you are also a musician, and you've done some music production. So how does that fit into the life of Benji? Oh, yeah. Music is actually my first love. So, hey. yes, I'm a producer. I have a, a, a nice studio at my office in, in L.A. Most people have never really heard him, but they are gospel songs. Music is just part of it. I'm, I'm in a band. We had a, a, a Christian band called PFO for years, since 1995 to 2003. And then now I'm playing with another one called In Lieu Of, so okay. with the guitarist from PFO. So music is part of me, and uh, it's what makes me alive. So how much time do you spend in your studio? Do you find yourself there a lot? Yes, whenever I can, because okay. making music is easy for me. So I can okay. sit there and make a song in five minutes and finish it, and then now fine-tuning takes more work and sure. mixing and all that stuff. But the first initial creation is easy for me. Okay. 
So yes, I don't spend too much over there because of the acting, the one that's actually bringing bread. Right. The, the music <laughs> has never really done that, but because I love it so much, I still do it. You still do it. Actor Benjamin Anyango here on the Mulberry Lane Show, starring in the film opening this weekend, Beautifully Broken. Now, on this show, we like to encourage our listeners to pursue their creativity. What advice would you have for the faith-based creative who may feel frustrated or marginalized because of their beliefs? Yeah, I would tell them to go for it. If it's something that you believe that God has put in your heart and you're sure that this is your calling, go for it. Do not be discouraged. I was uh, like me when I was on the set of The X-Files. I used to, or rather any movie, I used to say I speak Swahili. I used to say that all the time and it never got me anywhere, but I said it anyway. So on the 55th time it worked. I got a speaking role because of knowing Swahili. So if I had given up on the 25th time, on the 30th time, the 35th, the 40th, the 45th time, it wouldn't have happened. So I will tell them to keep going if that's what you're convinced that God has laid in your head and that's your calling, go for it. This is a world where you will have many no's, the rejections and all that stuff. Just shake yourself up and keep going. That's what I I would love that advice. And then before we let you go, what do you hope people take away from the movie and your performance? What they should take away from the movie is that the story itself. There are so many examples of forgiveness, love, hope, and all that stuff. That's one I would love everybody to take away from this movie. And what's next for you? Right now is I'm working on finishing my own TV series that I wrote and and shoot it in Kenya in October. It's called The Wise. All right. Well, when the next project is out, you're going to have to come back and visit with us. Yes, I will. It's Benjamin Anyango. Make sure you check out his performance in the movie that opens this weekend, Beautifully Broken. And mark your calendars for next weekend where you're going to hear from the director of Beautifully Broken, an incredible interview with Eric Welch. You're going to love the director's take. After the break, you're going to meet local creative and business owner Nancy King and hear all about that pottery place. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. See you in a minute. Every tear, every doubt, every time you've fallen down. When you're hurting, feeling shame. When you're numbing all your pain. When you've lost your way and feel so far away. You're not. You're beautifully broken. And you can be whole again. Lane Show. Here's Mulberry Lane. Your radio sisters have a special message to help you boost your creativity. Mm-hmm. One of our wishes for you as a listener of the Mulberry Lane Show is to stay in touch with your own creativity. And here to help you do just that is Nancy King from That Pottery Place. Now, Nancy is here right now. And Nancy, now talk a little bit about what people can expect when they walk into That Pottery Place. 
Well, basically, we're a retail operation, let you choose your pottery, and once you've chosen what you'd like to paint, we will show you the glaze selections. We have lots of tools, stamps, and stencils to help you. So someone who is not creative or they consider themselves not creative or have never painted before, this is a real simple process. Okay, now you can also bring your kids in, you know, to do personalized gifts for, you know, mom or dad or grandma or grandpa's birthdays and things like that, too. So they make some really unique handmade gifts. Absolutely. The reason that we are attracted to this business is because it's really for all ages. Anywhere from a little baby that can sponge on the tile that they can use for a trivet, and then we can do a handprint, all the way up to grandmas bringing their kids in or having their friends in for, you know, uh, afternoon out. It's really an all-age type activity. Uh-huh. And you are welcome to bring in beverages and snacks, so if you want to make it a small event, you're welcome to do that also. That's so fun. Yeah, and for that rainy day when you're with your kids you can just drop in with them at any time you can drop in we do also take reservations so if you're bringing a group in and want to make sure there's a free table and there's not something going on we do recommend calling first okay but other than that you're also welcome to walk in okay. uh, the only day we're closed is monday okay. but if it gets really hot out or if it's rainy this is a perfect place to take your kids And even start making some Christmas projects. I know it sounds early, but, you know, you can always start with your ornaments and things. Right, uh, at this time. So now people also use this for bridal parties. Yes, this is for any events. We have office events, team building events, uh, bridal showers, baby showers. We have had family reunions here. Uh, Ladies' night out, church, craft, club groups, team building. So anything you can think of, this is a place you can go to do that. Sometimes we'll bring in and we'll set up a table so they can bring in snacks and such and beverages and then just paint. And then do you see people's mood lifting from the time they walk in the door to the time when they leave? Absolutely. Because, you know, you're just there to kind of get away from everything. So you take your mind off your daily woes and Uh (laughs) kind of relax. I think anytime you indulge your creativity and get in touch with that side of you, it is mood lifting and it is like a mini vacation, really. Well, it is. We've had a lot of single parents that bring their children in when they have their special day with them and they'll sit there and do something. And then it's a block of time where you can sit and visit and just take those moments because now, especially with social media and and cell phones, it's hard to just get that one-on-one time. So we see a lot of that. And the best time is when you come to pick up your piece because when you see it glazed and fired, these are food safe, they're washable. And all the colors are bright, and all of a sudden they're like, I created that, I made that. Yeah. Exactly. It's so exciting to see that. We love it. Great moment. Mm -hmm. Well, Nancy, Mm -hmm. we want to thank you for visiting with us about that pottery place. Make sure you check them out at 78th and Dodge for a chance to indulge your creativity and get those rare quality moments with your friends and family. Just do it. Thanks, Nancy, for hanging out with us today. Visit thatpotteryplaceomaha.com. For fun and for inspiration all day long and night too. (laughs) Who else do we need to thank, sisters? Well, we got to thank American Idol Season 8 winner Chris Allen for stopping by the show. We loved what you had to say about your creativity, songwriting, living in Nashville, putting your family first, and your new roles that you're taking on on the American Idol Tour. You said you're going to be a bad Ryan Seacrest. We think differently. We think you're going to rock this new role. And I bet we'll be seeing you hosting the Grammys soon. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And guys, make sure you check out his brand new single, When All the Stars Have Died. 
And finally, we got to thank actor Benjamin Anyango. Now, this Nigerian-born actor stars in the brand new film, Beautifully Broken, which opens this weekend. It's a film you guys need to check out for inspiration and all the feels. And Benji, thanks for stopping by the show, sharing your heart and how you embraced this role. Okay, guys, until next week, we are serving you up with some great creative ideas, inspiration for whatever you do in your life. You have to hang out with us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram, where we're having a lot of fun lately with the Insta stories. So be sure to meet us there, and we will meet you right here, same time, same place, next weekend. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, remember to create wherever you are every day. And that's a wrap. Every time you love just a little, take one step closer, solving my